Welcome back to I Am The Podcast with your favorite host, Eva Rillen. And today I'm here with a guest. It's not me by myself. I honestly don't know where this conversation will lead to or going to talk about. But uh, through a friend of mine, I came across uh, an Instagram page that inspired me. And me being random, I texted him like, yo, are you interested in having the I Am conversation? And he was down for it, is down for it. And yeah, we're here today. Hi, how are you? Hi, I'm good. You're good? Yeah. How was your day? It was an eventful day. <laughs> but I'm grateful <laughs> You're good. Let's start off with your name. What is your name? Who am I looking at? My name is Criticos Pandelis the Third. Wow. Um, that's that's a mouthful. It is. <laughs> Yeah, my first name is Pritikos Pandelis. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm named after my, my great-granddad, who's mm-hmm. also Pritikos Pandelis from the island of Crete. And my dad is also named Pritikos Pandelis. Oh, wow. Oh, that's why you said a third. Okay, the, obviously, Eva, come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, okay, happy to have you here. And as I said before, we're going to have the conversation about I am. So I want you to finish the following sentence for me. And I'm so curious because he kept this secret from me he was like yeah when we meet i'll let you know what my what my i am is so just as you guys i'm very curious to hear his answer um finish the following sentence for me i am i am a spirit that is connected to the source but you see me as this body in front of you named pretty cross well that was the end of the conversation guys (laughs) (laughs) can you repeat that again I am a spirit that's connected to the source, but you see me as the body vessel that I have right now called Kritikos. Wow. Can you walk me through it? Like, how did this came up? Like, Um, I I think that's like the essence of of everything. Mm -hmm. You know, we all have souls and everything. I think it's universal that we believe that. Mm -hmm. Um, So I believe in like, if there's no reincarnation, I believe at least in, in, in... I don't know, living. Mm-hmm. I believe in reincarnation. Let me just uh, go with that. <laughs> um, and if there is reincarnation, then our souls are the only things that live on, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And those souls live on. From my my perspective, what I understand is that they just our souls mm-hmm. are our true selves. Agree. And they experience life on Earth, or just life or living. Um, through the vessels that we have, which is bodies. And uh, yeah, I'm just here to accumulate as many experiences as possible. One day I'm going to die, and my soul, hopefully, if, if this is all correct, will embody, will, will, will be part of another body and experience another experience completely. And I just accumulate these experiences until we have experienced everything that we need to experience to pass on to Nirvana, which is the source. Wow. Um, like, it makes so much sense. Like, I've never, <laughs> I've never thought of it that way. But like, listening to you, I'm like, oh my god, this makes sense. Like, cause I think it was my sister or someone else that actually asked me, like, do you believe in heaven, mm-hmm. or where do we go when we die? Like, would you want to know? And I was like, yeah, no, kind of struggling. But she kind of intrigued me with that question and then like listening to you right now like explaining your point of view i'm like well 
this makes sense. Yeah, for me too. It was hard though, because like if you grew up as a Christian or in any religion and you believe in heaven and hell, mm-hmm. it's hard to like to to let that to let that go. Yeah. Yeah. So you were raised a Christian, or yeah. Okay. I was raised a Christian. My mom was Catholic. My mom is Catholic. My dad was Seventh Day Adventist, which mm. is like a Protestant church. Yeah. Okay. So what what was the journey like? coming to that this conclusion like what what your I am is my dad died and the first thing after I got the call first thing that crossed my mind was like life is gonna go on and and it wasn't a thought that came for me because I remember thinking like yo don't say that and I was like wait wait you know what and yeah I remember thinking life is gonna go on but you just got to go on without him yeah and um yeah that's why i said i'm connected to the source because we all have intuition we all have this sixth sense and those ideas these words like mm-hmm. that come into our heads and and they sound so much wiser than we are mm-hmm. and i think that's the source that's what we call god or allah mm-hmm. so um yeah after my dad died i realized that you know death is that's when i really realized that death is the only outcome yeah Especially that is one thing that is promised to all of us Ex- yeah mm-hmm. exactly and um, and I don't know just over time I would think about how because you know I told you I'm Christian I mm-hmm. based my faith and everything on the Bible and how mm-hmm. the, the needle or the goalpost moves when it comes to faith over time how, it's, how it has moved over time mm-hmm. I was like wait then you know what, have, what, what does this hell or heaven thing mean because Back in the day, you could rape people or, I don't know, kill people yeah. in the name of God or whatever, and mm-hmm. you apparently go to heaven. <laughs> now, if I'm homosexual or I don't know what, I'm going to go to hell. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make sense. It sounds like, you know, so I just, I just, I distanced myself from that. And just like you said, where would I go then? What would happen? Yeah. Then I just thought of, you know, spirits and I watched the movie Soul, which solidified my idea. You know, have you watched Soul? No, I haven't watched it yet. <sighs> <laughs> I'm not gonna talk too much. Though. I haven't watched it yet. Wow, this is so interesting. This is so interesting because just now you said um, we are all connected to the source, mm. and we all have our intuition and everything, the universe, whatever you want to call it. That, and it's a voice, or sometimes just words come up in our mind. But how do you separate the wise words? Like, how do you know <laughs> when it's something that um is positive because i think we also as human all we all experience anxiety and whatever and we have well definitely me i'm an overthinker so sometimes i just really struggle with okay is this my intuition telling me something or is it just my anxious thoughts Mm, yeah how do you separate that How how do you think that one can separate that? I think we all know it when it's that thing talking to us. Mm. For example, like lately, mm-hmm. I've been indulging in bad habits, mm. and I know before I do those bad habits, or if I don't do mm-hmm. a good habit, mm-hmm. like working out or something, mm-hmm. that voice is like, "Yo, don't do that." <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's exactly the intuition. Um, I don't know. Sometimes it's not a voice. Sometimes it's a feeling. Mm. You know, you'd be around somebody and be like, oh, I don't 
feel comfortable. Yeah. Whether this could be a person smiling. But in do your you face. think everyone has that? Because I'm like I move. <laughs> <laughs> you guys should see his face. <laughs> the way I move, I'm very selective when it comes to uh, my friends and my family. Family's family. Yeah. But with my friends, I've always been very selective and. Um, people always assume that I'm arrogant, uh, whatever. But I'm just like, yo, I just, when I see someone and the energy doesn't match, I'm like, okay, <laughs> you stay there, I stay mm-hmm. here. But, but then I think, okay, am I the only one that has that feeling? But you have it as well. Yeah. Uh, over time, I read books and stuff, and there's different books that talk about like how... Um, our upbringing and just mm-hmm. our different experiences can lead us to be a certain way. Mm. So I know in some, I've, I know this because I experienced it. Mm. In some situations when you know that the person gives you a bad feeling and, you know, something is inside is screaming, like, just don't trust don't, this person. Don't, right? don't, yeah. You still go for it sometimes because either you feel insecure or you think they can help you in some way or, or you feel... Or might even think that it, it will change. <laughs> Damn, you're getting deep. That's shit. That sounds like something. like you being this like uh, heal the world type. But I don't know, but I know exactly what you mean. Cause yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So I think it, yeah, some people we just have insecurities as well. Mm-hmm. So it's like oh, whether you know he doesn't give me a good feeling, and I'm not gonna speak too much on it, but you see that a lot in like the fashion world or like the the nightlife mm-hmm. stuff like that. People are not trustworthy in general, but they're, yo, and so you you feel it, but sometimes when you're trying to get into that world, Mm -hmm. especially in nightlife or music uh, world, which is what I tried doing like way back, Mm -hmm. um, I meet a lot of people that just don't feel like I trust, but like, yeah, I need to get this song out or I need to be put on, sorry, Um, so I have to do it. And then Mm -hmm. I realized afterwards, your intuition is right 100% of the time. I can't think of a time it was wrong. And I own. I always get proved. It always gets proved right. At some point, like they fuck me over or something. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, damn, I knew it. I knew it. Yeah. So that's when I. That's when I know. I don't think. I don't know if everybody has it. Yeah. I think that sometimes we just don't listen to it. And I've, I've heard enough. Um, so enough people say that they don't listen to it to be like, okay, maybe everybody has it. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that is something to figure out. Like it's so interesting because. Like, if, if we all have it, I do believe that we all have it, mm-hmm. but then, then again, we choose to listen to it or not. But I could, like, never not listen to it because it will start screaming. Like, like you feel your whole body, like, aching, doing stuff that you, you wouldn't even do. You're like, okay, why <laughs> am I even doing this? And, like, it's, it's so yeah. confronting. Yeah. So why wouldn't you listen to that? So, yeah, but, I mean, to each his own. Mm-hmm. And uh, you being raised as a Christian, um, man of faith, or are you like, what is your status now when it comes to your belief? Well, what's the opposite of man of faith? I'm not sure if there's opposite. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. The thing is with me, um, I do believe in God. I'm raised a Christian, but I don't say that I'm Christian. Why? Because... I don't do everything that is expected of us to do mm. as a Christian. And I've been to church 
Uh, and most of the time I felt very judged about the way I look or the things that I do or whatever. So I find it, and truth be told, like nightlife, I was there. I went clubbing, I started on Thursday, Sunday, but then Sunday morning I was in church like, I'm like, okay, if <laughs> I think I'm not doing something right. Yeah. So I spoke to my mom about it and I told her like, yo, I really feel like a hypocrite going to church on Sunday after being more than tipsy. I'm not going to say drunk, but more than tipsy in the club like last night. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay, then choose church. And I was like, mm, no. She said I want to go out. Like, I wanna, I'm going to go clubbing. She's and that's when I decided for myself. And I think I was around 16, 17 when I said, okay, church, I know I'll, I'll be back. Mm-hmm. So that's why I don't say I'm a Christian. I do say that I'm a woman of faith because I believe. I believe that whatever you ask for, like believing in the unseen, that's that drives me. Like that's my that's my vision and everything. That's something that I strongly believe in. Yeah. So that's why my question, like, what is your status when it when it comes to your belief right now or the religion that you follow? Um, I'd say I'm a man of faith, just like you. As I was growing up, I'd just always question it, and mm. and I'd have to question it because my dad was one section of Christianity and my mm-hmm. mom was another and I'll go to different churches growing up and I'm like yeah my dad's Sabbath day was Saturday and mom's Sabbath day was Sunday mm. and so it'd just be weird and that's when I ask questions and mm-hmm. the fact that you can't ask questions really got to me mm-hmm. and I'm like okay that means I'm like reaching a limit that you can't answer mm-hmm. and what's on the other side of that mm-hmm. and I, you know life will teach you what's on the other side and um yeah, when I when I learned all that and just distanced myself from everything mm-hmm. and realized, like, you know, these are written by men and powerful men. That, mm-hmm. um, and they use this to become even more powerful. Mm-hmm. And over time, because this book has existed over time, it's been alternated and all these other things have been muddled up and everything. And it just made me realize, okay, this is not for me. Mm-hmm. And this is not the absolute truth. So what is... And, and and I just said, like, it's, it, 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 whatever it is, the absolute truth is not written by men. Mm. So uh, when when I say the source, I say, yeah, the source, that's, that's God. Everything that uh, most religions that I know, um, they say that, you know, God is the creator. Whatever the God is called, Allah or whatever, they say it's the creator. Mm-hmm. And where does everything come from? It comes from the source. So that's what I, that's what I call and the source for you is nirvana. The source is God, is where everything comes from. It's the creator of everything, quote unquote. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, once we, what I think is once our, our mm-hmm. spirits have accumulated enough experience, we can become one with the source in some sense. Mm-hmm. And that's nirvana for me. Why is that nirvana? That's, what, that's how they describe the Buddhist... Um, concept of, of, of life and death hmm. they come back and come back and they keep going until you're fully at peace and in tune with I don't know what with high enough a high enough vibration mm-hmm. and then you join nirvana and hmm. I don't know I don't know how to describe nirvana no but it, and it sounds so peaceful I'm, I'm thinking about like wow so we're in this life to experience like our our body is here, but it's actually our spirit, our souls that are just soaking up everything, gathering all the experiences, and then when we pass for whatever reason, 
And but if it's not enough, we just come back but then in another body. Yeah. Until we're fulfilled and can go to Yeah. Oh. Sometimes you see kids that are just wise as hell. Like just like young people talking like dang. You've you know? been here before. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. You've been here before. Yeah. But we do have that saying, I know, um, yeah, we do have that saying, like, you have an old soul. Mm-hmm. That, that is something that we say to people when we feel like, you know, like, the way you carry yourself or you're very reserved, like, you must have been here before because... Yeah. Um, and to build up on the old soul thing, mm-hmm. you can, you can, and the experience thing. Um, we, we, we went to the Soho house mm-hmm. recently, right? And, you know, as a new person in Soho house, I'm like, oh, this place is like crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're just there like, Soho house, <laughs> sipping your tea, you know, <laughs> chilling. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So you've experienced it enough times. Mm-hmm. And so I think there's this there's a new soul, which is, they come in excited, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. They're very worldly. I'm not going to say what they how they behave, but mm-hmm. in my head, what I think would be, would be like, they're, they, they're given to brands, they're given to what's trending and everything, mm-hmm. they're just caught up into the world. Mm-hmm. And um, I read this book called The Untethered Soul, and it talks about, uh, the first chapter is about who you are, and it's, so it's very appropriate. But um, when you get caught up in the world, you forget that you are not your body, you're not your thoughts, right? And um, I think an old soul would be someone that has been here enough times that their soul, no matter what body they'll be in, they'll be like, I've been here. Like, it's, it's chill. You know what I'm saying? Wow. <laughs> You're making so much sense. Because, like, um, my cousin, uh, my brother's first son, mm-hmm. he is three years old right now. And every time I look at this kid, I'm like, yo, I don't know what you guys made, but... He, he has been here before like the way because he, he's so he's so wise mm-hmm. he's very wise he like the way he talks the way he sits and he already knows what he wants like he has he has already built his character it's so crazy but this kid is so smart and every time when I'm with him like yo it's scary I can have like a whole conversation with him and he was telling me like how his day went and the things that he liked and yeah. the things that he didn't like. And I'm like, okay. And then I'll or I'll just pop up randomly and I'm like, hi. I'm like, hey, are you okay? I'm good. Would you like some coffee? I'm like, oh. huh? <laughs> because you see your mom and dad bringing coffee, but the way he says it, he knows what it is. Mm-hmm. It's just the little things that he does, I'm like, yo, you've been here before. I'm <laughs> not I'm not even gonna lie, like and that is like, and then you explaining the whole concept of our spirit and the experiences, like it's so, it's making sense. And I actually didn't thought that the conversation was going that way because <laughs> no, but the thing is, when I came across your Instagram page, what intrigued me and, and inspired me the most was the big daddy energy, um, and everything around you. Also being an artist. I was like, okay, but like, I felt like this, this is a man that is, he has a purpose, he's doing stuff and he's trying to like inspire men. I wanted to say black men, but 
I try to inspire anybody, honestly. Yeah. yeah. But it was really the big daddy energy. I'm like, okay, cool, <laughs> cool, cool. And but can you share something about that? Like the big daddy energy, where did it come from? What inspired you to start yeah. with that? Is it part of your I am? I am. Oh, I am. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, oh, my dad died. And my dad dying is like, it's literally, this is like a, a before and after mm-hmm. of my dad dying of me. Mm-hmm. People that knew me before my dad died know a completely, not a completely, know a different version of me. Really? Yeah. <clears throat> Wait, before you answer my question, can you share a little bit more of it, oh, about that uh, version of you before your dad died? I was comfortable. Hmm. I was comfortable. I didn't. Um, I wasn't as aware of my mortality. Um, I was always the same way that I am. Like when it comes to just being calm and mm-hmm. collected and everything, and not caring too much about like big trends and whatever. But I was comfortable. And when my dad died, you know, it's like uh, having a rock because you know he was the financial house mm-hmm. whatever it's just having that rock swiped from up from, up, up from under you mm-hmm. and so I'm like shit I need to survive I need to make sure that my family are, is okay All this, I need to make sure I'm okay mm-hmm. and so uh, yeah we had the funeral in Zambia so I went to Zambia and it was a really big funeral a really big funeral around a thousand people came and wow it was amazing and I remember being at the funeral being like yo I when I die, I want something like this. Or I just want to mm-hmm. feel like I've done something and affected as many people as this. Because mm-hmm. it was a lot. And it was something to to be that son and also be named after him. Mm-hmm. To see that and be like, whoa, he did this. You know? So, uh, yeah, when I came back from Zambia, it was just me and my little sister. Mm-hmm. My whole family's all over the place. <laughs> I can get into that. <laughs> But I was living alone with my little sister when he passed, and uh, my sister ended up moving to the states mm-hmm. because yeah, I can't take care of a young girl. So she she's been living in the states since then. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, the Big Daddy Challenge came in when I decided to climb Mount Kilimanjaro. And wow. Yeah, and uh, I I also made hoodies. I'll just do this joke with my friends. After I get a haircut, I'll be like, yo, call me Big Daddy because I'm looking too good right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so, yeah, it started from there. And they'll be like, oh, you're so silly, da, da, da. Mm-hmm. One day, I made a hoodie. I customized a hoodie. I put embroidery Big Daddy on it. Oh, wow. Right there in the sun. And I walk around with it. And uh, people would, like, stop me in the street, like, yo, where'd you get that hoodie? And I'll be like, oh, this just was crazy. Because I, I thought people would, like, make fun of me for it. Mm-hmm. But they're like, yo, I want that. And I'm like, oh, I made it. And like, can I buy it? I'm like, oh, uh, sure. <laughs> I, <laughs> and so I started this business while I was in my first year of college and started selling hoodies. Mm-hmm. I'd come into class with like a, a bag full of hoodies and I'd leave before the end of class because I have to drop the, the deliveries. I'd deliver it all myself. I'd go to the store, get the printer. There's was all one man team and people would DM me on Instagram. Yo, how much is They send me money. It's, yeah, my teachers would love it. My teachers would call me Big Daddy as well. <laughs> I swear. Awkward. <laughs> <laughs> and it, it, it helped because I was studying marketing. Mm. And so I learned in class how to market what I'm doing. And it was the best. With so, your own product. Exactly. Wow. And so uh, that's that's mainly the reason why I'm, I've gotten this far when it comes to school. Um, anyway, all that to say, I decided to do, to climb the Kilimanjaro. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, um, I didn't know how I'd do it, mm-hmm. 
but I was like, I'm going to do it before 2020. I decided in 2017. So three years have mm. to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, you know, let me just challenge myself. Every month for one week, I do something. Like I change three habits to make sure that I'm prepared for this climb. Because mm-hmm. knowing myself, I can't just switch my lifestyle like that. I can't. I don't like saying I can't, but like I had to be realistic in some mm-hmm. sense. And so, yeah, I did that and I called it the Big Daddy Challenge because... Um, was was that the first challenge of the Big Daddy Challenge? No, it started off like, yeah, this week I'm going to only eat. I'm not I'm eating any meat. I'm not drinking alcohol. And I'm going to go for a run every day. Mm. And that was, you know, if you see it from a wider perspective, that one week could help me get like a footstep closer to being able to climb this mountain. True, true. And I've got three years of each month ah, doing something. Okay, so that's what you did until the moment you climbed yeah. the mountain. Wow. Yeah. So that's and what was that like? Climbing the mountain? Yeah. Unreal. Like, you know, like when you experience something and you try to think back on it and you just, it's like a blur. Mm-hmm. But it's like a happy blur. It's <laughs> like a blur. Yeah, that's it. Like it's trying to remember a good dream. And um, yeah, there's nights. It's, it's insane because a lot happened. But um, it just so happened that we climbed it right before the full moon. It takes mm. four, three days to climb to the top. And fourth day, you come back down. Coming down is really easy. So three days to climb to the top. <laughs> so he was like, hey, it takes three days to climb and the fourth day you come down. But fourth day is very easy. And I'm still like, I'm still on the three days to climb. Yeah. Okay, cool. Share. <laughs> <laughs> so there's three camps. So okay. each day you walk 11 kilometers uphill because you know you're climbing a mountain. <laughs> you, you walk 11 kilometers um, to the next camp and mm-hmm. you sleep there and then you go in the next day mm-hmm. to the next camp blah blah and so yeah as we climbed camps the oxygen got thinner and thinner the environment changed um, and yeah those days were leading up to the full moon so each night would see the moon on top because we were on top of the clouds mm-hmm. so we'd see the clouds then you see the full moon it's like crazy and I love the moon I feel like the moon not, not connected in some way um, but yeah, and then on the day of the climb, because how it works is on the, on the fourth day, mm-hmm. at midnight, mm-hmm. you have to climb from the base of the peak to the peak during the nighttime. Because if you do it during the daytime, the sun is going to be too hot. You're going to be, it's, it's too much UV rays and all that, whatever. So yeah, we climbed and normally have night lamps, mm-hmm. but uh, the, there was a full moon that night. And so we didn't need light, night lamps at all. Mm-hmm. The moon literally guided us to the top. Wow. Yeah. To give you context on why this climb was so important to me, um, I'm Bemba Chaga. So I'm, my dad is from the Bemba Kingdom of Zambia. Okay. And my mom is from the Chaga Kingdom of, of Tanzania, which is the, the people of Kilimanjaro. It sounds so beautiful. <laughs> like, I've never been there before, but like, yeah, it sounds beautiful already. But yeah, keep going. It's amazing. And so, yeah. The year before I climbed it, or the year before I decided to climb it, mm-hmm. uh, I had a conversation with my grandma, and uh, she basically told us how she told me how she was born and you know the history of her family and stuff, which is my family, and she said, yeah, the Chaga people would actually climb the mountain to talk to God, and you know they wow. go up there and say all their prayers, and you know sometimes they bury people there, and so they're closer to God, blah blah. But yeah, what, like a hundred. So times, they would climb the mountain whenever they wanted to talk to God. Yeah. And so they would do the three days climb. They probably did it quicker. 
because the chaga is like yeah it's it's that's where like our people have our habitat my grandma yeah. lives next to it you know wow yeah and so yeah i had to do that climb <laughs> just to talk to guy but um yeah when she told me that i was like how how, how, how do i not know anyone that's climbed this mountain apart from europeans and americans <laughs> but, yeah and uh she's like yeah i don't know you know it's, we're old da, da, da. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do it so I decided to do it and so yeah to explain the significance it's just powerful to walk in the footsteps of literally my ancestors and my guide was like pointing at different spots while we were walking he's like yo the Chagas used to pray on that mountain over there they bury people here I'm like I'm like whoa I'm, I'm here what yeah but yeah and so um, as I was climbing one thing that I can definitely say I'm not gonna go too, too much into it as I was climbing and uh, the nights when we, were, when we were sleeping in the cabins or whatever, I would have ideas, just crazy ideas just coming to my head. And one of the ideas was, you know, I'm almost going to graduate. I need to make sure that I got an internship or a job mm-hmm. going forward. And I really like this brand called Daily Paper. Mm-hmm. Let me write down like a plan of how I can join that team. I wrote down this plan. I've still got it on my notes today. And it's literally the title is Operation Join Daily Paper's Marketing Team. And, you know, I wrote it down, blah, blah, blah. And by God's grace, I made a tweet. It's a long story of how I got into the company, but I, I tweeted about this jacket that they did mm-hmm. about Zambia. Mm-hmm. And uh, Abdel, the Moroccan founder, saw the tweet, posted it on his story, um, and and I hit him up on Instagram. So I was in. I was in his DMs. And, uh, cool. Yeah. And he was like, yo, thanks for sharing this. It's cool that you know the story, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, yeah, thanks a lot for making it. It makes me feel seen. A month later, I passed my exams, and I'm headed towards the last year of my college. Mm-hmm. So I sent him a DM. Hey, I'm looking for a marketing internship, and I'd love to work at Daily Paper. You've already seen what I can do with my marketing ideas. I really love this brand. Yeah. And he just sent me the email of the head of marketing, and I didn't have to do, like, the traditional applying for an internship. And I can only contribute that to God. On that mountain. Yeah. Where you like... So you had your plan already written out. Was it like... Was it a prayer or did you just speak it into the universe? I spoke it and thought it. Hmm. Yeah. And I wrote it down. Because... Yeah. One, my, my main thing that I try to tell a lot of people, if anybody listens to this, mm-hmm. the only way you can make a dream into reality is by writing it down because that's how it becomes a plan. Mm. You know, that's how you transfer a dream to reality there's only one thing in between that it's a plan just to write it out dope mm-hmm. oh, wow <laughs> wow no like I'm so like so many questions like I'm trying to filter them all that was a lot yeah but it yeah, it's a lot but it's so much of value and so interesting uh, to hear that you did that you prayed actually got the internship at Daily Paper and it's all to me listening to it it's all a contribution to your whole journey like mm. your being exactly and so that's the big daddy energy yeah is there more coming like is that something that you want to you want it to grow or is it just you sharing your vision inspiring people or are you going to pick up the hoodies again um, I'm definitely going to pick up the hoodies again. I did a collection before moving here. Mm. Um, and <laughs> it was like a, a very limited connect collection. It was like 20, 25 hoodies. 
and uh, I sold them just so I could make money to be in Amsterdam. Mm-hmm. And it sold out in 24 hours off of like two Instagram posts. Wow. Sold out. Crazy. But the concept of these hoodies is so much bigger than clothing. Mm-hmm. It was basically written like, you know, it was a hoodie. It was written, I am great. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that was like, you know, Big Daddy, one that was like Lil Mama. Because girls would rather be called Lil Mama than Big Mama. <laughs> I guess. Let's not go there. <laughs> and so I have these things. And then I'd put in the packaging, I'd put a card, you know, the collection was called Growth because it was around springtime. So everything's growing. Mm. You have to grow too. And I put like a definition and, you know, it's written, I am great. So I put on a card, I am great. This is an affirmation for you to tap into your greatness and like keep evolving and being, you know, a great person that you are. Mm-hmm. And, you know, more than the money that I made from that collection, seeing people stick that thing on their mirrors and like read it every morning. So powerful. It's crazy, right? Yeah. And so I also did the Big Daddy's Book Club which you were a part of. Now yeah. it's called The Book Club because, you know, it's more <laughs> sellable. Right? I need a Big Daddy Book Club. <laughs> I need a Big Daddy Book Club. Talking about affirmations and growth. Mm. That is so powerful. Yeah. So is I'm that trying. something you're looking, in, you're maybe also looking into doing that? Like mm. more around the Big Daddy? Yeah, definitely. I think it's, it's basically, it's almost, at this point, it's become like part of me. Because mm. yeah. everything I do is is out of love, the book club, the hoodies, the me sharing my, my life story yeah. on Instagram. <laughs> so I need to do that. How important is love for you? Because you just mentioned you do everything out of love. Mm-hmm. How important is love for you? It's the only thing that exists. I think it's the, it's the most powerful thing. Because even hate is love. Even hate is love. Explain, please. Love takes different forms, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And um, to hate somebody mm-hmm. it takes a lot of energy. <laughs> it takes a lot of energy. Lot of energy. Yeah. yeah. So I think I think that's love in some form. Even you know, I don't know what story it is. I think it was. I don't know. What, I don't know if this is accurate, but I'd like to say it's the Battle of Troy. Mm-hmm. Um, when Agamemnon got killed, uh, that was the king of the Spartans. Uh, when he got killed, it was like sort of a bad feeling for the the his position. Mm-hmm. I don't know, I'm not gonna base this on history, but sometimes you can hate somebody so much that when they die, you feel like, mm-hmm. damn, I lost someone as well. I don't know if that makes sense. It does. I find it interesting because it definitely takes a lot of energy to hate someone. Mm-hmm. So you might as well just love them and just let them be like you can you can tolerate them you can love them from a distance instead of hating them because it does take a lot of energy and it's yeah. it's your energy they don't even know that you hate them yeah so it's all you so you might as well like love from a distance tolerate that person be like okay we do not match or you're over there i'm over here and that's fine mm-hmm. but yeah that's interesting yeah i just feel like i, I maybe it's just my hard-headedness but i feel like i can transfer any or link any emotion mm-hmm. to love even fear mm-hmm. even fear yeah yeah i do believe that i do believe that fear but fear is also a very strong energy yeah. feeling thing yeah wow interesting and you as a artist or 
Should I say artist or musician? Artist. Artist. Cool. Yeah. Not sure if that's different. I was asked. <laughs> <laughs> what is that like? How is it being an artist? Mm-hmm. For me, I feel like it's a big responsibility. I'm blessed to have a great voice and a great pen. Mm. I can write really well. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a journey, honestly. And, and definitely I'm connected to God when it comes to it. Because I was supposed to write an EP. I, I recorded an EP worth of music in Tanzania in 2017. Mm-hmm. Before climbing the mountain. And politics happened, money and stuff. So we, didn't, we weren't able to drop that EP. Mm-hmm. But after I came back from climbing the mountain... I started recording a, an EP called Bemba Chaga, which is called Bemba Chaga today. And I think I needed to climb the mountain and get to know myself and my history before making that music. Mm. Yeah. And even if you listen to the EP, the first song is called Bemba Chaga. And it opens with the, with the same conversation I had with my grandma telling me that the history of our family. Oh, so that's really beautiful. Cool. And so I think just that story that I just told now, you can tell what type of artist I am. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, that's, that's me as an artist. Nice. Nice. It's, I did so much. I'm trying to digest everything that you said <laughs> and like filter, filter all my questions because it's a lot, but it's so, it's so interest It's so interesting and so inspiring. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way you think. Don't. <laughs> He's like, no, but the vision you have, the way you look at life, the way you look at yourself, um, it really feels like you're um, very spiritual. Yeah. Like, you know, you know where your power, air quote, power lies, like where where you can use it and how you can use it. And that is, is that the first... Well, yeah, yeah, I'm just going to say, like, it's actually, for me, the first time having a slightly spiritual conversation with a black man, yeah, but really being very open about it, because what I've noticed is that uh, a lot of black men, the black men that I know, let me just say that, Mm -hmm. that they are spiritual, but they're not very open about it, like, it's... It's a little bit... It's more in the background. They're more reserved about it. Which is fine. Yeah. Uh, no judgment. So to me, this is a very special moment. Like having an open conversation about um, spirit- spirituality. And not even in the deepest sense or detail. It was very like on the surface. What you just shared. But still, for me, it's like... Whoa, that's so beautiful. Like the way... For me, you actually connected the dots when it comes to our life, when we <laughs> die, our spirit, gathering the experience, nirvana, True. and everything. So for me, yeah, and that's why, and that's why I love having these conversations because I learn a lot. Yeah, I learn a lot, and as I've uh, explained to you before, is that this podcast came to me as an idea because I was listening to another podcast of Oprah and. Uh, Joel Austin and he said everything after I am will come looking for you and in that very moment <laughs> yeah okay well, yeah but in that very moment I was like whoa so my mom always says like your, your tongue is a powerful weapon and she always connected it to the bible but I wasn't I wasn't trying to listen to her <laughs> preach because I was in the club yeah and but then <laughs> but 
I'm just being honest. Um, and I never, I, I never really took the time to like read the Bible because I felt like, yeah, I, I, there was no connection between me and the Bible and uh, me being a Christian or believing because it was something my mom felt like, hey, we are sober, we are going to church. So, so I never found back then, I never knew who I was when it comes to belief. And then this conversation, this simple conversation uh, of the podcast, and he was like, yeah, everything after I am will come looking for you. It's so, uh, there's so much power in being aware of the things that you say, but also the things that you say to someone else. And in that moment, I was like, well, damn. And I started thinking of the language and with language, I mean the words that I use to like say to myself, but also when I see other people, when I meet someone, people are so quick to say stuff, but not really aware of the fact that whatever I say to you right now can, like we can, we can laugh, we can be hee-ha, you can go out of this room, go back to your, to your room and be like, whoa, she said something and kind of stuck with me or whatever. So with that, I was like, okay, I really want to create this awareness, make people more aware of, hey, we can actually heal each other by using loving words to each other, but also like ask the question, how aware are you? And sometimes, because um, I also had um, an episode, I'm overwhelmed, because at that very moment, I was so overwhelmed by life. But it's also me being very honest about the things that I go through or the way that I'm feeling. So you sharing your story with me, with us, the listeners, is like, yeah, it's, it, it shares a new perspective on how to look at life. Yeah. And that is very interesting because, yeah, your I am is very powerful, sir. Thank you. It's very, very powerful. But is that something that you also believe in that everything after I am will come looking for you and the fact that your tongue is actually a powerful weapon. Very much so. Yeah. And are you, are you very much aware of the language that you use? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Because yeah, like you said, you literally create your, your reality with the words you speak. Mm -hmm. And I realized that quite early on. Thank, thank God. But once I realized that, I know that you can do it negatively and positively. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, I, I'm very careful with the words that I use, with myself and with others. And uh, it's harder to do that with your thoughts because also your thoughts can be powerful. Mm. You know? <laughs> but, Let's not go there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that is, that, is, that is indeed something else. That is indeed something else. Interesting. And um, can we, can we like... You said it before, but I believe that you'll be, or maybe I'm assuming, please correct me if I'm wrong, mm -hmm. you'll be doing more with the daddy energy, big daddy energy, sorry. Uh, yeah, with the big daddy stuff, definitely. Um, I'm working on trying to make a new collection. I don't want to make it into like a brand. Mm -hmm. It will be a brand, but I'll just like, I want to drop a collection when I want to. And I always want to keep it limited. So yeah, I'll do that. And the book club. You've been to the book club. I've been to the book club, but and, and I and I enjoyed the book club, mm -hmm. but I also want a daddy book club, like oh. on because I it 
It was like the way you said that you post, you added a, a card to the order, to the hoodie and the affirmation. I really, I'm really, maybe it's something that I should start myself with. Time, time is not on my side. Uh, but just sitting in a room full of people that, yeah, like are aware of affirmations. Like, yeah. I would love to have a conversation about that. So maybe the next time we meet. <laughs> Yeah. Applying pressure, no. <laughs> Next time we meet, yeah. that is something. But definitely the book club, and that is something that will be open. Yeah, most of them. Yeah, I used to have also Big Daddy's picnic, which is my birthday. Go to the park, and invite everyone's welcome. Ends up being like fifty people in the park just dancing. It's so dope. And um, uh, yeah, the Big Daddy challenge. That's definitely gonna go. That's every month I have to do that to keep mm. myself sane. Wow. Yeah. Because that overwhelmed feeling that you said you talked about, I was feeling, I always, I seem to feel it sometimes uh, towards the end of the month. And then, you know, when the new month starts, I'm like, I have to do something. And when I do the Big Daddy Challenge, I just challenge myself to do three of the most simple things. Yeah. Sometimes it's just look at the sunset every day or, you know, talk to your mom Mm -hmm. every day. Mm -hmm. Those simple things, they make me feel alive. Wow. And that's, uh, and you know being able to share that and have people resonate with it in some sense it's only it's out of pure just me trying to share this moment with people and I think that's what resonates the most that's what mm-hmm. keeps it going that's what makes it so successful mm-hmm. because I've seen people I've seen a lot of people copy it and you know people with a lot more followers than me on Instagram they're like yeah guys I'm gonna give you guys a challenge every day and they try to force it and you can tell it, it never works it always fizzles out yeah, but that I that's not something you should force though. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It should come naturally. Though though so definitely looking forward to more of you. Thank you. Thank you. I would love to ask you to share your I am once again because it's so powerful. Okay. Um I am a spirit that is connected to the source and you see me as body that I see before you. Named Criticos Pandelas Monsa the Third. Thank you, thank you. This was <laughs> I Am the Podcast with your favorite host, A. Ferdinand. And we're out. <laughs>